Welcome to Immersive Talks. This is Palmer Foote from Bigfoot Music and Sound hosting episodes with Jump Into the Light around the connection between immersive technologies and the human condition. I want to give a few shout outs. Firstly, to Jump Into the Light, a virtual reality arcade and studio where anyone can experience immersive gaming, art, and the latest technology. You can find out more at jumpintothelight.nyc. Co-founder Mihao and production manager Royal from Jump work to produce this podcast and find incredible guests to be interviewed. I'm a commercial and freelance music producer, as well as a resident artist here at Jump. After several episodes of hosting this podcast, I realized the world of immersive media is becoming more inclusive than ever. Masters of arts, sciences, community, and passion make their way into Jump Studio to have conversations with me about immersive media projects and how they apply to the human experience. This episode, I get to speak with an incredible artist in residence, Chun. She is a movement expert who specializes in multiple dance styles and will debut her show called The Five Elements at Jump Into the Light on September 3rd. We talk about her background and the yin and yang philosophy from which the five elements stem. She traces the feminine cycle within the five elements, and we get to talking about the place of the feminine in our culture. We also talk about the developing relationship between tech and dance. Find her on Instagram at Venus Chun. Please enjoy. Venus Chun, welcome to Immersive Talks. Hi, thank you so much for having me, Palmer. Yeah, we're uh, we're here on a Wednesday at Jump Into the Light, and you've got a big show coming up here. Before we get into that, uh, I'd love for the listeners to get a little bit of background on who you are and where you come from. Yeah, my name is Chun, so please call me Chun. Um, I I'm reading from dance, so that's all I do very very well. I think dance has brought me a really amazing journey. So I met with incredible artists and people from other modalities. I did explore trying to do other like parts like with companies, with record labels, with with costume design, with production, with lighting, with directing, with acting, with wow. singing. But I, I realized that I really enjoy very much the the transcendence of movement and the not having to speak and being able to transcend thoughts or ideas or emotions through movement purely. And that's what I've been focusing on for the past 10 years. How did you get to New York? Oh, I, I moved here um, a few times. The irony is that at first I didn't want to move here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think it's, my story is a little different. Um, but I think coming from Singapore, like a very cosmopolitan, heart of Asia, commerce, um, trade city, it was very normal to travel. Like the norm for me was traveling. Mm-hmm. So I grew up traveling with my parents, like to Jakarta. I was brought up in Indonesia as well. Oh, wow. Um, I did a lot of traveling. So it was normal for me. Um, so thanks to that, I had a lot more opportunities that opened up. So I lived in Japan for a while. Oh, um, wow. Where in Japan? Tokyo and Osaka. In Yeah, mainly longest time was 2010. Mm-hmm. When I did more studio and I really wanted to be more strong in hip-hop and urban. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, I, what brought me here was definitely um, I applied to all the studios I used to work at or um, dance for or cooperate with. Taiwan, Melbourne, Shanghai, Hong Kong, like London, um, the major cities. And then so I applied back to New York because I was here in 2000 and six and 2008 and I was like no this is too crazy for me people are terrible they're <laughs> they're very rude Americans and they're not meticulous they're just disorganized and 
I'm like, I just was like, no, I'm not having it. I was like, no, I'm out. Like, mm. I closed all my accounts. I left very happily and going back to Asia where I did so much of my resume work there and, yeah. and all the amazing things and tours and it was great. But I think at a point in my life, I was like, oh, I felt that there was more for me. I wanted artistic growth. Yeah. So I decided to apply back to all the major cities that I was before just to give it, just I told myself just one year. So this one year grew into five years for now and the next project led to the next so I'm still um, also curious and open to see where this journey takes me when you talk about hip-hop and urban that's still a focus of yours right that's like a big focus and and I feel like New York is one of the one of the best places for that right I think this is where the birthplace is is true but I think what um, Asia has done is amazing that they literally took what was in a time capsule and used the whole system. That's why I think if you really want to be an amazing hip-hop dance teacher, you, I would highly recommend, minus the language barrier, to actually go to Japan, go to Korea to see how they teach hip-hop. Well, technically a Western form, but how it's dissected, how it's how it's how it's organized, how it's how it's taught. I think I really wanted to be a better hip hop teacher specifically to be mm. able to dissect and break down things. So that was my kind of opening towards Tokyo and Japan and cool. So you're taking this passion that you have for movement of the body and you're fusing it with tech in this latest show that you're doing with jump. So you know, going off of what you were just saying, can can you kind of bridge the gap for us and how how you were starting to think about um, the five elements, this show that you're putting on with Jump? Thank you for asking. <laughs> you asked the best questions. I think um, it was really also another accidental opportunity. I think that's. I think if I could summarize <laughs> my whole life, it's accidental, serendipitous opportunities uh, of surprises and also yeah. like horrors at the same time. Yes, but. Um, it's yin and yang, dark and light. So with every white, there's dark. And with every dark, there's light. So with this project, it's the same. I just wanted to delve deeper within five elements. Um, in Which the, are? <laughs> yeah, so I'm doing it in the actual feminine cycle because my brand is Venus, the feminine energy. I've always been trying to explore more of that realm as I mature more as a woman. So I'm going in the feminine cycle, the curse cycle, as opposed to masculine um, I chose to start with water instead. So the peaceful element and it goes into fire and after fire it goes into metal and metal to wood and wood finally to end on earth and mother earth and to tie up the whole thing with the yin and yang finale. I chose that way is because I really wanted to, even myself as I as I continue to grow as a person and a dancer and a choreographer and a mover, I feel I want to get in touch with my feminine side and who I am mm-hmm. um, and finding that voice more in not just my brand but also my person as a reflection of myself. So for the people who don't really understand the difference between yin and yang, could you just do sort of a quick overview? The thing I like <laughs> is a philosophy. So it's like, um, it's it's also abstract at the same time concrete. Basically, to me, it aligns with science of how we dissect and understand the world. So it's man's viewpoint. So it's a view. It's not the view, but it's a view. So we believe that uh, just like the the Tao, the symbol of Yin and Yang, comes from Tao philosophy um, and based in Tao religion. Um, but the concept itself, it's it's every dark there is light. I mean, to be my like layman, as you will put, 
simple, it's masculine and feminine. Mm. But even within what defines feminine is so different from what in the Asian context is very different from how a Western person would define feminine. So that's so much more depth. I am yeah. unsure how to share. But I think it's the idea of like, like as a, actually, I recommend this new book. It's called The Futurist Female. It's pretty interesting. Mm-hmm. But it's a Western uh, philosophy and take on what the feminine energy is. And I think it's pretty accurate. Um, in a nutshell, to share, it's about... <laughs> thank you. Fem- like the world is so like in your face, like aggressive. Um, you know, very... A lot of war, a lot of pollution, a lot of... Like, that constitutes to masculine energy. And it's not even even male. Like, females could be masculine. It's, it's an energy concept. Mm-hmm. And then female would be like, nurturing, giving, um, exhale. It could be... It's like how French would define table, chair, you know, like masculine and feminine. It's yeah. something so... Also almost abstract. Yeah. But, and conceptual. So that's generally... But within every masculine form, there's always feminine. Mm-hmm. And with every feminine, it's also masculine. And that's one way. So yin and yang is not just in masculine and feminine per se, but it's also in everything. Um, our bicep, tricep, our body, our inhale is yang to take the oxygen. Exhale, give yin. Um, it could be in... In so many other ways, in energy, in personality, like, okay. In, but the key is to find balance of yin and yang. It's always the goal to achieve. And it's this constant, like, almost like a tango dance and mm. a constant push and pull. Like centrifugal versus centrifugal force. And is it all opposed? The expanding universe with the contraction. Everything is in in harmony. So that's the goal. So every time you see a TCM doctor, I don't know if you realize, he will tell you, hmm… Okay, he doesn't say this is not… Well, he said, mm, this is imbalanced. This is mm. not very well balanced. You have areas in this part of your organ and this organ constitutes this element. It's a lot. <laughs> yeah, it's a whole like medical study just on the body alone with the five elements and yin and yang. But gotcha. how it works in tandem is a relationship. So the five elements is birthed out of the yin and yang. First, you have to understand the yin and yang. Second, as you go deeper into the TCM philosophy, the five elements are like… Like Power Rangers, five different colors with five different personalities, you know, but they all are one and they work as a unit and a team. Mm. So think of five people holding hands in a star. So if one person pulls, the other person will feel the push. And it's a symbiotic relationship with five different inverted commas personalities. Each of them, they have their own individual role and together they work together. So the whole human body, it's divided in different systems, of course, to make it very simple. But each system requires each other to create and function and optimize. And so without one, there is no the other. They all are important with different roles and different… Like the nervous system is completely different from your muscular system, from a a skeletal system, for example. But they all are very important. You can't have no nerves and have a bone. And it just does not work. (laughs) Like the beautiful body design and the whole world is designed that way with animals. Everything's in order with six legs. There is a balance of the ecosystem more or less. So it's this whole entire uh, journey. So I just wanted to share this concept in a dance form and show it because I like that dance is an energy. You can feel the performer's energy even without saying any words. I think that's the beauty of dance that I wanted to showcase and my whole life is about exploring this silent movement almost and how much you can say without saying anything at all. I think and 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 I like that live immersive theater experience that mm-hmm. you can create with VR and AR and all the technology to support even a more dynamic immersive three-dimensional 
spiritual almost experience that you can't even put into words. That's what I want to create in this show. So in all these different industries, there are masculine and feminine roles that have been dictated by the institutions that have come before it for generations. And now we're starting to talk about where the place of the feminine is. And it's something that I'm fascinated with because I believe that having a place for the feminine in every conversation and every institution is extremely important to gaining emotional intelligence and gaining compassion and things that are oftentimes mixed in several different industries that we're um, sort of subject to as individuals of society. So for you, what is your perspective on the feminine in dance? I'm wondering what your take is on the place of the feminine in the dance world and in the movement world. Great question. It's hard to phrase. Thank you for phrasing it so beautifully. I think um, with every, um, just like each element has a characteristic and a personality, I think every dance style within the dance industry has a personality and a, and an energy and a kind of, yeah, it's like a whole new person. Mm. So it's almost like, for me at least, I do multiple styles. Not all dancers do. Uh, I made that cognitive choice to be versatile and that is my strong suit. I'm known for my versatility as a mover, dancer, choreographer, creator. So yeah, but they, but I, if they require specialization, I'll definitely refer to my other amazing colleagues who are extremely specialized. Mm-hmm. So I think that's the beauty of dance and um, I think it's definitely normal to classical, conventional perception. Of course, there are so much of culture and stereotypes and um, pathways. I think the beautiful part of being an artist is that you challenge these um, pathways. Example, how did modern came about before ballet was around? And basically, people start to question like, why do I always have to be a happy ballerina all the time? I mean, of course, how was right. ballet born? It's from a court dance from the kings back in the day. Mm-hmm. It, historically, in that period of time for entertainment. And it made perfect evolutionary sense. But as time evolved, music evolved, people evolved. They're like, what about anger, aggression, sadness, um, fury, sexual emotion? Like so much more than just being prancy, happy, joyful. Mm-hmm. For decades, ballet was ballet, you know, and it's still around and it's beautiful art. Absolutely disciplined with perfectionism to its T. Right. At the same time, um, why? I mean, there's a whole group of people that kind of rebelled, if you want to put that back, back to put modern context back in the day and in the 15th century and 16th century. Like, you know, there's all these like rebel forces and there will always be, I think that's a beautiful part of expression mm-hmm. and movement. And not even in movement, in speech or in free speech or in every other arena, there will always be kind of different viewpoints and there will always be like a tribe. I, I feel that way. So coming back to masculine and feminine, I usually don't… I'm opposite. I think I like to explore because I'm female. Mm-hmm. I think for many years, um, especially in the hip-hop industry, it's definitely very male-dominated. Right, right. And a lot of very masculine strengths. You have to be stronger. And for a long time, I was just like a boy and I was very masculine. I still have those qualities. And I realized, and that's also a strong thing that I have. I'm a woman mm-hmm. in a man's world and I recognize that. I think it's being also very… Smart And the balance does not just come internally. It's also external. So I think it's very natural for me to, without even realizing, if you, I've tried social experiments even with myself, that if someone's really, really angry, I notice I just become very 
passive. Like I, I try to automatically find the balance in the system. Mm-hmm. And and there's something beautiful and magical when that happens. So it's no longer a dance within yourself. That's one yin and yang. But externally within like, let's say a conversation is yin and yang as well. And then the whole group and the whole industry. Mm-hmm. So there's all these is, like concentric circles almost of dynamics happening within a larger dynamic framework. So I learned to see it that way and it's fluid. And I don't think it's so cut in stone like, okay, because what was conventional is no longer conventional. Back in the day, everyone, you know, like if you're not a prima ballerina, you're not, you're not anything, you know, but now it's so amazing. And with technology, it has rapidly and will rapidly continue to change what is contemporary. And back in the day, contemporary dance was postmodernism, modern. But today's contemporary dance is so urban and so different. And that is constantly evolving. Right. So what contemporary, contemporary basically means anything current. So that, in itself is, I mean, even music in the industry, like disco was a thing in the 70s and right. then electronic music and EDM and all, right. and, and you know, but back it was like it's, it, jazz and it was just a constant evolution. I think that's the interesting part of the journey and it might be cyclical, it might be linear, but the, I think I learned to see it more fluid and mm. I used to get so confused with, okay, why? What should I do? Like, okay, I want to be stick to my brand and be female. Fem- no, but what is actually within, again, every female has, like you said, masculine traits, conventionally speaking, but right. that's how we define it now. Yeah. Like even beauty in Asia is different from how you be- Like beauty, like if you go to Thailand, you know, like, like or long earlobes or long necks or like right. if India voluptuous women are a thing, like how you define it is culture. It's different in every geographic zone because I traveled so much right. and live in so many cities. It's interesting to see how people perceive simple topics like female, feminine, right. beauty. And today's LGBTQ generation, I love it because gender fluidity is interesting because you no longer stereotype yourself to a gender and I think that's 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 amazing but at the same time with more options available to us it makes me really clearer about the decisions I'm making with more options and choices I feel I want to be even more firmer with my decision making yeah um, so right. for this project specifically and my conscious I'm consciously trying to brand myself and like Venus True and I want to explore my womanhood. So that's my personal journey. Gotcha. And it becomes my brand. It becomes my art. It becomes because it's who I am today. But the 10-year-ago Chun was not right. Venus Chun. She was really very like hip-hop and boy and like strong and doing all the things the boys can do. And that's okay. And I think that's the beautiful part looking back on my journey and I'm excited to see what's ahead Yeah. on what I would say 10 years from now. Hopefully we'll have this again soon. Yes. 10 years time. <laughs> and I'm curious to see. I don't think it's so cut in stone like, okay, cultural shall dictate. I think I learned to see as an artist that it is what it is now and I can dance with this conversation of what culture means and the rules yeah. that are around. But it's also a dance. I think it's, it's yes, no, maybe so. But it's a conversation. It's a dialogue. And who knows where this dialogue can bring? Because I think my goal is to really, through art, we can change the culture. So I believe, yeah, maybe I still that even for example, America, yeah, there's of course people complain a lot about Trump and America and everything. Of course, I don't like what's happening, but what can I do about it as an artist? And what can I do with what I have right now at this point in time in, in 2019? What are, what is that? What, what do I want to say? What do I want to do? What can I change? What can I change? And having that 
um, approach gave me so much, so much more peace at this point in time mm-hmm. and also motivation to move and act. I think that's much more empowering to me. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much for for talking on this point. It's it's been really amazing to to interview a lot of women who have made it so far in the arts industries and in the tech industries and different areas. And it is not at the end of the day about being a woman or a man. It's about navigating culture. It's about being yourself in all these different multiplicity of cultures, right? So in this show that, that you're doing um, with these five a display. So you're doing a, a, um, a movement display of the five elements in a sequence that follows the feminine arc in the yin and yang philosophy. Can you talk a little bit about how technology is going to be infused in your, in your show? Absolutely. I think that's the beautiful part. It's only a primordial stage and an almost incubus test. I think that's the beautiful part of residencies. You get to really test out ideas and be brave with all the choices. Mm-hmm. Um, so each element station has each a different technology mm. to play with because I wanted to create that differentiation, not just in dance, but also in tech. And of course, if people who are in tech will be like, oh, wow, that's cool. Like yeah. how it intersects. So I like that each element has this different tech. Um, brief, and all are shot in VR, 360 and AR. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty cool um, as an overall arc and lens to kind of icing on the cake with the tech for my for the whole dance showcase. So that's more on the on the branded content, right? So the branded okay. content is going to have VR and AR um, content that you can digest as a consumer? Yes, correct. And it's out there. It's it's just yeah. Um, but each tech, uh, each element has a tech. Um, mm-hmm. So maybe we can start with water element. We're just doing VR before they come in. We have a two-hour interactive gallery. So these people will get to the public get to come in and almost like play with the art mm-hmm. and kind of interact with the art is what I want to. So and also there's physical arts by Sophocles. He painted a. A lot of really oh, cool. cool comics and stuff. Um, and some of Ephraim also has a little like pe- uh, sketch with pencil that like on earth. And once you lens over with the app, you can kind of literally see the painting come alive. Oh, cool. So that's the AR. AR uh, that's the AR function right so there. So AR for earth. Um, we also have AR for fire. It's a trigger point as basic AR. But what is did a really great job. It's like he basically took a picture of me. And when you lens over with the app or phone or iPad, you get to really see me dance. Okay, and, cool. Yeah, so that's uh, one installation for fire. Water is with VR painting. So we're letting, allowing them to do a tilt brush. And just exploring painting and VR and 3D. I think that we pretty cool for a lot of people. Um, as well as for metal. Um, metal is pretty static. It's more of LED light. So I do do my own LED lights and allowing them to actually kind of play with the the props is kind of interesting. And yeah, people, is, they're like, oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's really interesting. I, like, I love to see their reactions yeah. and, and how people interact with interactive art galleries. It's always very surprising and the yeah. questions they ask you. So I'm, I'm excited to host and cool. just answer the questions. Awa is with you. So shout out to Palmer Foot, Ocean <laughs> Cat Music. He's going to be doing with me for Awa Tech. It's just basically allowing them to kind of play with this little remote. Of course, we're not going to… It's not too expensive to suit. <laughs> but just a little remote. For them to kind of like play with the sound 
through movement. So as they move through space, it creates a different sound. And yeah, with this synthesizer, it's going to be amazing for them to map. Um, last but not least is Earth. I'm very grateful for Tamanda. He's doing an amazing job. He is basically, he took Earth as a topography. So his concept is basically as there'll be lines on the floor. So as you move closer to the to the connect, you kind of change the topography behind you. So it's like interacting with the earth in that sense, literally with your movement. So the closer or further based on displacement distance from you and the connect, it changes the And the connect is a little piece of tech that is point is like a camera that points at you and if it can tell how far away or close you are. Yes. So he mapped it. Yeah, a lot of coding. He's using Max to code. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and of course, the last Yin Yang, well, the grand finale, we're using the Touch Touch Design Connect. That's the four people one. So we can do a little hustle dance. Me and my teacher will be doing oh, a cool. hustle dance piece of, for Yin. He's wearing all black, I'm wearing all white. It's just like Yin Yang dance to culminate the entire show with Hustle, one of my favorite partner dances. Mm -hmm. I've been working uniquely to New York. It's only here. It's amazing. Oh, cool. Yeah, it's called Hustle. Um, born in the 1970s for disco. Um, traditionally to disco and house music. Nice. And yeah, that's also a connect too with the touch design, allowing them to kind of like, as we move, so we're wearing black and white, when we move the five colors behind us, we'll trail. So it's kind of like a dance with five element colors and you know, oh, young cool. visually. I think, I hope I didn't miss anything. I feel like I'm missing a lot of time. No, that, that, uh, <laughs> that really sums it up. And one of the things that you touched on was this idea that people who are interacting with this tech will ask questions and will have these reactions that just really light up the night. And are you expecting people to try all of them? Or are you expecting people to kind of go in, maybe fall in love with one and just stay there the whole time? <laughs> I like that it's open, so it's fluid. I also like that gallery is a really great opportunity for me to talk and meet to pe meet people yeah. and allow them to connect with each other. And mm -hmm. I think that's very important, especially in a city like this. I think it can be a very lonely city and I want to create community. That's why I have an after party. I'm very grateful. I used to throw parties in the city. Nice. Or get together at NYC. We've all gone our separate individual solo career ways. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But I'm very grateful for my DJ friend to come back. He's like a Latin Grammy or what he won. I don't know what he's got. His resume is just ridiculous. But he's going to come and spin for me. Like, oh, nice. it's just so sweet. I'm so grateful. It's like After, a throwback. So the after party is here. Correct. The <laughs> after party, two hours, and he's just going to just go off and spin amazing things. And it'll just be a wonderful social time as well. Amazing. Um, amidst the immersive experience and all the lights. And at the end of the day, I think something very valuable is people and the connections that you make. Um, Everywhere, I think. And with technology, you can even transcend across. We actually wanted a live broadcast, but I think it was too much. So we just like, for this show, definitely not. But it would be cool to even interact with like Singapore or like Tokyo yeah. at the same time, real time. It would be interesting. And we're, I'm excited to see where this would grow and develop. Right. Because technology allows you to, like you can literally see in VR, if you have your Google in Singapore, you can literally log in and see at the same time. It's yeah. amazing and it's possibility. So we will see where this takes. I'm excited to see what's next. Yeah, in, in terms of what's next, where do you think in your experiences and you're seeing what's going on at Jump and seeing what's going around in, in all your different uh, venues that you perform at, I'm sure you just have all these venues that you've seen and all this different types of tech, you know, very low DIY stuff, very high tech, very produced shows. You know, wh where do you see tech going with its relationship to dance? Great question. I think it's, it's truly unlimited possibilities, but at the same time, we are finite as humans. So I think that's the part that I realize where arts come in, not just dance, but I think people like still drive 
what is tech, you know, the man behind the mask. I think that it, the mind behind behind the body, I think even in dance. So I think that is very valuable and we still have not caught up yet, I feel. Tech is growing very rapidly. Um, but I think the human connection can even grow even deeper and stronger. And I think that's where dance comes in. At least one, at least dance is my conversation point. But even music, like I feel there is so much more to be done. The more I enter tech, I see and I feel. And it's only in the test phase. This is only the beginning. This is only the beginning. And it's also kind of daunting. Like, wow, this so it's like a dark black hole of like, you know, how you only use like 1% of your mind. is like 98% of subconsciousness. <laughs> it's just ridiculous. Like this, I can see that, that empty darkness when I'm excited. As an artist, I feel, I used to be oh so afraid of like the unknown. But now I'm actually very excited to see how, and I see how dance is so useful because I think dancers are pretty amazing and they can morph in many ways and, you know, do amazing things, not just with their body, but it's the mind of the dancer. I think as I meet more people, even in dance, the strong, stronger the dancer is really from a strong mind. You have a strong body. It's, it's, it's the same as tech. It's only the body. It's the brain that drives the body that is much more valuable and unique. Yeah. And so that, that's the I noticed that. So it's the same in tech. It's same. I think in any industry, it's interesting. The more I meet so many people from other industries and collaborate with them, it's just kind of like we are one. We're really the same. It's everybody, kind of not to dumb it down, but the same struggles, similar struggles yeah. at the same time. And I think it's much more, I, I foresee this bubble almost, maybe I'm wrong, but it kind of re-going back to live trainings, to personal connection, to technology has allowed us to connect with people. Like literally, I just had a conversation for saying, well, like just call, like done. Right. Like I am so in touch with the world and people around the world than ever before. Cause I literally, and it's free. I can just WhatsApp call, WeChat. Like there's yeah. a jillion things. It's great. But at the same time, I feel like, of course people always complain, oh tech, you know, devoid of humanity, lost. But actually why not use this tech for humanity is where I am. Why not? Use this technology for dance to express something. It's only a vehicle. Don't be afraid of the machine. It's the machines. You made the machine. Somebody made the machine. But right. you can use the machine. It's just a tool. So I see it that way. Not just dance, but also tech or any modality. It's, it's, yeah. it's in a toolbox. It just seems like you, with this project and with this uh, performance that you're going to give at Jump, it, it seems like you're connecting all of these pieces from all these different places, whether it's tech, arts, community building, you know, self-help, honestly, you know, coming in and painting for a bit in VR is a very meditative process. So if you want to come and check out the show, come through on September 3rd and come visit Tune at her show. You know, it'll be a dope time beforehand. It'll be a great show. And then you'll be able to experience the after party as well. And um, is there anything else that you'd like to add? No, thank you for doing my show <laughs> as well, Hama. Thank you so much for coming in to Immersive Talks and taking the time to to talk on this podcast. I really appreciate your time and your words, and I hope we can do this again. Thank you. Brought to you by Bigfoot Music and Sound and Jump Into the Light. 
If you want to reach out to Bigfoot for commercial music interests and post-production needs, including podcasts, original music and sound, sound design, and much more, contact yo at b-i-g-f-o-o-t-e dot com. If you're interested in developing your VR and AR content, contact hello at jumpintothelight.nyc.